Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Whispering Woods podcast. This is now our seventh episode, I think. I do not know. <laughs> I think we're, well, we'll settle with seven because I think that's what it is. I'm Sarah. And I'm Toby. And today's episode is about skinwalkers. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the black eyed children. Yeah, or black eyed kids or BEKs as they're sometimes referred to. I've done a longer introduction this time. Um, it does include a couple of stories as well. But before that, we're going to read a couple of reviews. Mine's from Anonu Lane, sorry if I said that wrong, but they said Goose Pimples, great stories, Sarah has the knack of making them really creepy, absolutely love Toby's contributions, looking forward to hearing more from him, thank you. And mine is from Bro Games. Fab and informative, really hooked on these very unusual and extremely informative tales of the supernatural. Great banter between Sarah and Toby, her son, whilst the tales themselves are presented in such a professional way. Sarah's voice is so well suited. Thank you so much. Each episode leaves you eagerly waiting for the next. You've nailed it, guys. Oh, thank you so much for both of those reviews. If I can just say, if any of you want to follow us on social media and come and say hi, because <laughs> it's, it's a bit like we're talking to ourselves a lot of the time, that would be fab. The links are at the top of the episode description. And let's try and get a bit of a discussion started. If anybody's got any questions, come on over and say hello. Or just say hi. Anything would be lovely. Right, are you ready for the introduction? Yes, I am. Let's do this. Black-eyed kids, or BEK sightings, have been littering forums and websites since the late 1990s. Manifesting as children, these beings are anything but. 
As the name suggests, BEKs have completely black eyes with no distinguishable sclera or iris. And much the same as vampires, they will ask for permission to enter your home or vehicle, usually requesting a lift or the use of a phone. Although the purpose of gaining entry is somewhat unclear, what is clear is they appear in child form to take advantage of our basic human instincts to help and protect the vulnerable. Using manipulation and a form of hypnosis, if you do allow them in, illness and death reportedly follow shortly after. The earliest documented sighting was by journalist Brian Bethel from Texas in the United States. His original pace was dated the 6th of January 1998 and it detailed a disturbing encounter that took place late at night in the spring of 1996. He was parked in his car outside his local cable company and was using the light of a nearby movie theatre to write a cheque. The car park was seemingly deserted and being distracted with his paperwork, he hadn't noticed two children approach his car until the elder of the two tapped on the driver's side window. He described the boys as being around the ages of 10 to 14 and both wore hooded sweatshirts. Initially, he thought the boys were going to ask him for some cash, but he then became completely overwhelmed by a sense of foreboding. One of the boys grinned at him through the car window showing off extremely white teeth but there was nothing pleasant about the smile and it only managed to unnerve Brian further. The other boy seemed really nervous allowing his older companion to take the lead. Brian wound down the window a crack feeling really apprehensive and the older boy announced that they'd come to watch a movie but had forgotten their money. He quite calmly asked for a lift so they could go home and collect it from his mum. At this point, Brian's fight-or-flight response kicked in. Something was very off about these children, but he couldn't quite put his finger on it. The boy continued to insist on Brian giving them a lift, and his confidence and use of language seemed way beyond an average teen. The younger boy was now looking at him, but no longer nervous or embarrassed, more confused and maybe even shocked that Brian hadn't made any move to concede to their wishes. Come on, mister, pushed the boy again. Now we just want to go to our house, and we're just two little boys, he assured. Brian felt there was something very wrong with this situation but he asked the boys which movie they were hoping to see, perhaps in an effort to try and normalise the situation. Mortal Kombat came the reply, but Brian knew the movie had already begun and had been playing for over an hour. There was no way these boys were merely here to watch a film. The exchange continued 
and before Brian knew what was happening, his hand was moving towards the door lock. It was as if the boys had put him in a trance. At this point, Brian looked up and noticed both boys had jet black eyes. Eyes as black as coal. Neither boy had any iris, nor any pupil. It was like staring into a bottomless pool. A pool he was about to fall into and lose himself forever. The talkative boy then became angry. Come on, mister, we won't hurt you. You have to let Let us in. Fortunately for Brian, he had left his engine running. And coming back to his senses, he quickly put his car in gear and accelerated out of the parking lot. He risked a look back in his rearview mirror when he'd reached a fairly safe distance and the boys had disappeared. Brian's story became infamous and the black-eyed kids have since been seen by hundreds, if not thousands of people around the world. Whether they have always existed will never be known, as some report that these strange creatures have been with us for much, much longer. But without the internet, these older cases weren't as easily shared. One such case was covered in an article by a British national newspaper in 2014. After numerous sightings in Staffordshire, England, paranormal investigator Lee Brickley had been called to Cannock's Chase to explore reports that the black-eyed girl had returned. Lee's aunt had first encountered the girl in the early 80s when meeting up with some friends on the chase. It had been getting dark when she heard a child frantically screaming, Help, Mummy! Help! Sprinting towards the sound, she saw a young girl, around the age of six to eight, running along a dirt track in the opposite direction, towards a densely wooded area. The girl then turned to face Lee's aunt, looking her dead in the eyes, and she had completely black eyes with no iris. This incident was reported to the police, but no trace of the girl was ever found. More recently, a couple had been walking their dog late at night through the chase, when they had heard a little girl giggling. Catching sight of the girl, they noticed her eyes had no colour and her head was tilted to one side, as if she'd been hanged. She stared at them for several minutes and then ran off towards the trees. On another occasion, a woman had been walking with her daughter and had heard the screams of a young child. Immediately becoming concerned, they ran towards the noise and when they stopped to take a breath, the woman turned and a young girl was stood behind them. She had her hands over her eyes and when asked if she had been screaming, she put her hands down by her side and opened her eyes. That's when the woman saw the blackness. She grabbed her daughter and jumped back, looking away for a moment, and the girl disappeared. According to some, even thinking of the black-eyed children can be enough to call them to you. 
Well, have we got them in the UK? Well, it sounds like it, doesn't it? From those stories, um, back to the 80s by the sounds of it. I love Black Eyed Kids. It's one of my favourite scary things. I think they're so creepy. When I first heard about them, it really frightened me. And it's actually one of the reasons why I got the ring doorbell. Really? Yeah. So I can check before I answer. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. I don't even know what they are. What do you, what, what do you surmise? I have no Aliens, idea. Aliens, vampires... Aliens, probably. Hmm. They've got, they have got a touch of vampire, though, haven't they? Because you have to let them in before they can cross the threshold. Mm. I don't know why I find them so scary. I think it's that children thing, like we've spoken about before. When you're like wearing a mask or distorting your look somehow, it's just really creepy. It's you know you can't, can't see somebody's face. You can't trust. Yeah, and you can't read them can't properly. Read them so your brain signals no. Yeah, no exactly. Oh, do you know? Would you let them in? No. <laughs> <laughs> being being a parent, like a mum, I'd be. Well, I, I'd find it really hard not to let them in. Let alone if they were hypnotising me. Because if you see like kids out late at night and they look really small and vulnerable, obviously if I see the see the eyes, they ain't coming anywhere near the house. But um I've heard so many stories about them and I really and will be touching on this subject again because I'm engrossed and quite obsessed in my ADHD way. Do you know what? They also remind me of a bit of the um, children from the village of the damned. Minus the black eyes. They don't, I don't think they have black eyes, but they, they all have white hair and they're all sort of born on the same day. They, do you know about the village of the damned? No. Okay, so it, I'm assuming it was a book first, but it's a film. It's been remade a few times. And like the village, go to sleep and they wake up and the women of the town, of the village, are all pregnant. And they all give birth on the same day um, to these very blonde white children who, in fact, are aliens. We'll have to watch it one day. Yes. Do you think you'd be interested in that? Mm-hmm. We'll watch the old version with Donald Sutherland in... Right, are you ready for the next story? Yes, I am. Now I'm going to throw a spanner in the works. This one isn't about a black-eyed kid. Really? Yeah. It's about a black-eyed woman. Fancy that. Yeah. Let's do this. My strange encounter with an old woman with pitch black eyes. I was reminded of this the other day. Thought it was worth posting my experience here for opinions. Pretty sure there is some rational explanation for this encounter, but would be interested in any opinions, similar accounts and theories. It's a variant on what I've recently discovered is called the black-eyed kids phenomena. Bit of scene setting. In 96-97... I lived in a fairly old terraced house with a cemetery at the end of the road. Cliché, I know, but it's an important detail. 
Nothing remarkable about the house or the area. It was just convenient for college. Anyway, I was up late one night on the PC in my bedroom, which looked out into the street. It was about 2 or 3 a.m. For whatever reason, probably to give my eyes a rest, I wandered over to the window and looked down the road in the direction of the cemetery. Although it was too far down the street for me to see, and I saw three people walking slowly down the road. I could see that they were quite old and appeared to be dressed in funeral clothes, which given the hour was weird. There were two women and a man. I put their ages at about 80 and the woman in the middle was being steadied, guided by the other woman and the man. And as they came closer, I got the impression that she was upset. My first thought was that given their age, she had recently buried her husband and grief had caused her to behave slightly irrationally, causing her to try to be out near the cemetery at that hour and that the other two were friends, relatives, trying to look after her and get her home. Anyway, it was all interesting enough for me to carry on watching as they got closer to the house. Just outside the front door of the house was a street lamp. I watched them as they made their way past. When they got to the lamp post, they all stopped, and the upset woman in the middle looked up at me and grinned. This was when things got weird. The grin became a sort of grimace, and if there was any colour in her face to start with, it was now dead white. At that point, I realised I was staring right into her eyes, but her eyes were pitch black. Time sort of dilated. If you've ever crashed a car, the final split second before you make impact seems to drag out as you process more information than normal in the time frame. It was that sort of thing. I'm sure we only made eye contact for a second, but it felt like several minutes as my peripheral vision faded and I felt like all I could see were these two black holes in her face drawing me in. Although the distance between us didn't change, she somehow felt like she was coming closer and I was kind of aware, although I couldn't honestly say I could see them at that point, that the two people with her were just continuing to look down the road as if frozen but waiting for this woman to finish whatever she was doing. I was suddenly hit with this intense feeling of dread and panic, so I threw myself on the floor. As soon as I'd broken her gaze, I felt pretty stupid. This upset old woman, who clearly needed help, had spooked me so badly. So I looked out the window again, and there was no sign of them. It was a longish straight road, and the house was towards the middle, so Linford Christie would have had trouble getting out of sight in the time I looked away, let alone the three octogenarians. So, Reddit, any ideas what this was all about? Tired mind playing tricks? It felt far too real for that, and all these years later, I can still remember every detail incredibly clearly and I can recall a good amount of the dread I felt staring into those eyes. 
I get chills just retelling the story. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Uh, I just want to say a thank you to DJ Monkey Do for letting us share your story. That is so cool. Living by a graveyard. I love it. That is weird. It's, it's, oh, I'd love it. <laughs> I do not want to live by a graveyard for my life. You see, I'd walk through a graveyard at night just to get scared. Yeah, I would, but I don't <laughs> want to live next one. <laughs> it's like when I walk up the lane where we come back from the uh, shops in the dark on my own yeah I do it just for the thrill (laughs) I am a bit weird (laughs) so yeah that's quite a creepy one isn't it are you ready for the second story yes I am It had been a strangely quiet Halloween in North Texas, with very few trick-or-treaters visiting the neighbourhood, which was an odd occurrence in itself, as generally children from far and wide were dropped off to this particular area, with the constant flow of human traffic knocking on doors. It was 9.30pm, and the couple turned off the porch light and settled in front of the television, having not had any callers for the last half an hour. The couple's teenage son was out with friends at a haunted house attraction, and by 10pm, the husband had decided to take a shower and carry on up to bed. The wife removed their dog Chloe from the crate, as they would not be expecting any more callers at this late hour. And settling back down on the couch, she continued to watch paranormal shows. And although not a believer, it was Halloween after all. And that was when she heard it. A knocking on the door. At first, she became angry. What on earth were kids doing showing up at this time? But it didn't take long for an uneasy feeling to settle in. The porch light was switched off, so it should have been obvious that they didn't want any more callers tonight. The knocking continued, and due to the setup of the home, it would be obvious to anyone outside that someone was still up and watching TV, so she felt obliged to answer the door. Looking expectantly round for Chloe 
as her normal reaction would be to run eagerly to the door. She was surprised to find her nowhere in sight. Continuing to look for the dog, she then found her by the back door, as if trying to get out. Chloe would never normally ask to go out in such a way. It was completely out of character. She would usually either lick her owner's hands or place her head on their knees to alert them. The woman tried to usher the dog into her crate, but she was steadfast, refusing to move. Yelling for her husband, she knew it would be pointless as he would never hear her over the stream of the shower. The knocking persisted, at which point a car drove down the street and the headlights backlit the callers, and to her relief she could see they were children. She walked to the door and turned the porch light back on. Not opening the door fully, as she hadn't wanted Chloe to dash out, the woman observed the children stood on the front porch. There was no customary trick-or-treat, and she began to feel nervous again. She could see it was a girl and a boy. The girl looked around 11 to 12 years old with blonde hair, and the boy looked to be around 8 or 9. She could not see their features fully as the porch lights were set up on columns behind the two late-night callers. Ma'am, can we please come inside and use your phone to call our mum? The girl asked, very politely, but as she spoke, the woman felt from the pit of her stomach that something was very wrong. After all, what kids in this day and age don't have cell phones? She asked why they didn't have their own phones to call from, and this is when things got really strange. They looked towards each other as if they were saying something, but no words escaped their mouths. Turning back to face the woman, the young girl spoke again. Ma'am, my cell phone battery doesn't have any charge left in it. Can we please come inside and call our mother? We're alone out here and my brother is scared. Feeling extremely conflicted as they were children, she offered to ring their mum for them. At this point, the woman realised that she'd opened the door a few extra inches. The children faced each other again and then returned to look at her. Ma'am, my little brother has to use your bathroom. Can we please come inside while you call our mum? As she said this, she edged closer to the door, as if she was going to walk straight in past the woman. And that's when the woman looked up and noticed the girl's eyes. They were solid black. She quickly shut the door so only her head was poking out. After a pause, the girl spoke again. Please, ma'am, we're really scared and alone out here. We have to come inside. Please help us, she pleaded, and then the children both began to cry and whine. Terror took over the woman as she quickly slammed the door shut. They continued to stand on the porch. The woman decided to ring her neighbour as she didn't want to let them out of her sight. She stepped towards the phone, which she'd left by the couch. As she got the phone and scrolled through for her neighbour's number, the children then stepped away from the porch. 
Walking over to the door, she saw them again, stood under the nearest lamppost, still watching the house. It was only when the call connected to the neighbour that the children began to walk away. She arranged to meet her neighbour at the front, and they made their way to the lamppost, but the children were nowhere to be seen. So, scary facts out of ten for the Black Eyed Kids. Um, I would say a six or a seven. Oh, not bad then. I think we will have to find some more. Well, I'll have to find some more stories about this. I think other people are quite obsessed with them as well. Yeah. Right, so that's the end of our seventh episode. Hope you all have a wonderfully spooky Halloween tomorrow and we will catch up with you again next week. Goodbye. Take care, everyone. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.